Sally Lucas joining us today and wow, we're going on a rail journey, but not just any rail journey, one of the iconic rail journeys in Australia and South Australia opening up, Northern Territory opening up to us. So why not take a look at what's available there? Talking travel today on 2NURFM, Sally Lucas. Well, iconic rail journeys. We've got a few of them in this country and uh, they go from one side to the other, from one top to bottom. Basically, yes, Jane. And I think just to be travelling anywhere at the moment is wonderful that we can now, of course, enter South Australia and the Northern Territory with no quarantine restrictions. And of course, we're talking about the wonderful GAN, who is named after, of course, the Afghans who brought the camels into Australia. So this iconic journey is really iconic because it has been going for 90 years. Really? But the current GAN is is far removed from the original GAN far more comfortable, far more prestigious. So you're travelling in a very, very comfortable train and there are different options that you can do. You can go Adelaide-Darwin or vice versa, of course, and you can do anything from a three-day, two-night journey and there's some four-day, three-night, or you can add on and do a longer journey. You could break it in Alice Springs if you wanted to have more time around that area. And when you do go on the GAN, everything's included. So it's an all-inclusive cost once you've paid for it. All your meals, and I haven't done the GAN, but I have done the Indian Pacific, and I've spoken to many people, friends, acquaintances who've done the GAN, and assure me it is just absolutely spectacular. What about the excursions? Because they do do excursions. Oh, they're included as well. They're included. Yeah. So all your meals, um, you get wine with your meals at at an evening, etc. as well. You have an ensuite cabin gold service, um, which which is lovely. So, and you have lovely lounge, you know, to chat. And you do, you meet some such interesting people when you do a longer train journey. They're the stories you hear, and it's not just Australian visitors, of course, it's international as well, though at the Sometimes. moment, of course, it's not. <laughs> but generally, you, you get that mix of, of people. Though there are people that are probably here from overseas that can't go back home that are still here that could also still be travelling or they could be, you know, here for a while for a job or something like that. But but certainly the journey is, is wonderful in itself. Um, now, if you're going to go from Adelaide to Darwin, obviously we would suggest you don't just hop off the train and not spend any time in the top end. Um, you do need to spend, I reckon, oh gosh, I don't know. How long is a piece of string? string I mean, um, I'd say a minimum of a week if you're going to go into Kakadu and maybe down to Litchfield. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you need at least three days in Kakadu. You, you could probably even have more. I mean, it's about 250 k's from Darwin, but it's a very easy straight road. Um, and then you could also, that's going sort of in a southeast direction. Or if you're just going south, you can go via the wonderful Territory Wildlife Park, which is a superb wildlife park, wonderful bird uh, show they put on with the huge eagles, which are just fascinating. The eagles you get up there, um, and then you can continue down to Litchfield, of course, with its wonderful watering holes, etc. Down there, and when you go to Kakadu, well, you'll come into uh, the main town is Jabiru, of course, named after the famous bird, which are wonderful. But along the way, you can stop at many places like um, Humpty Doo, which is a fascinating little town, uh, name in itself. Um, there's didgeridoo makers and whip makers and all sorts of interesting places that you can see. You've got the Fog Dam Conservation Reserve. You can do your croc cruises on the Adelaide or Mary River. You've got your window on the Wetlands Visitors Centre. Uh, Corroboree Billabong you can turn off and when it's there with all the water and the lilies on it, oh my god, it's just so beautiful. Um, You've got the wonderful Bark Hut Inn. Now it's a classic. It's a roadhouse all in its own right. 
with, you know, mounted crocodiles and buffaloes on the wall and goodness knows what, a very Aussie icon. Um, then once you get into Jabiru, you've got the Bowali uh, Visitor Centre, which is a very informative and interesting visitor centre. And you can, you know, they'll let you know everything that you should be doing once you're there if you haven't researched it in advance. Um, of course, you've got the wonderful rock art, and there's more than 5,000 Aboriginal rock art sites within Kakadu, and it's 20,000 square kilometres. It's our largest national park, and it's also World Heritage listed. So, you're somewhere very, very important. And it's, that's why you need to give it some time, you know, to do these things. Like Norlangi Rock's got some rock art. Then you've got Ubi Rock. If you sit there, it's a nice, wonderful sunset when you're looking out over the plains. It's just, just delightful. Um, and then once you go further down, you've got Yellow Waters, uh, which is about another 50 k's. And that, that is home to a third of Australia's bird species just in that Yellow Waters area, which is just remarkable. Mm-hmm. And the nest you see of the, of the um, sea eagles, you know, they, they're made of like branches. I mean, they're not twigs. They're massive. And you see these wonderful nests, which are just fantastic. You've got, of course, waterfalls if you're there at the end of the wet, which I think is a fabulous time to go. Otherwise, you're not going to see waterfalls, obviously. I mean, I know you can swim in the water holes in the dry, but you're not seeing it in its all lushness, if you like, and the Magellan Plains are just magnificent, the floodplains. You know, I've seen it both times of the year, and it is wonderful. Then you've got Gunlom, which is another area to the south. You've got the Twin Falls, Jim Jim Falls, different rock pools around. But again, James, we've talked before, something of this immensity, it really is important, I think, that you do a a flight over so that you can get an idea of the expanse of Kakadu and, and what it's really like and the escarpments. It's Fantastic. To NURFM, we're talking travel and Sally Lucas. We've just been enjoying the top end, but we're going to head south. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a rail journey, that uh, rail track through the centre of Australia with so much more than just a train trip. Absolutely. And I did forget to mention, Jane, of course, the places you do stop at along the way, uh, if you're coming south now, saying we are coming south, but the reverse applies. Catherine. Obviously, Alice Springs, and from Alice Springs, there's a side trip available to Uluru. Um, Marla is another stop, Manguri, and also Kubapedi, on, depending on which rain, you know, journey you select. So, And as I said, all your off excursions, off, off-train excursions are included. So then we come back to, and we're down in Adelaide now, so what are we going to do? Well, again, you could have more than a week even, well, all, all these areas you could have more than a week, because... I think you definitely should go to Kangaroo Island. Right. And particularly to support them after the bushfires. I think mm-hmm. it would be a wonderful thing to do. Um, we they had, lose about half of their bush Oh, at huge, one stage. huge percentage. So there'd be plenty of regeneration. Should be by now. Yes. Yeah. And they've got a wonderful um, bird park there too with wonderful um, display. And I love owls. I'm absolutely addicted to owls, as you know, Jane. If you go to my house, my, my son usually does a count every time he comes over to see how many I've got now. But uh, And they're hidden in all these funny little areas that people don't know. It's, it's good. But, yeah, and this owl, you know, they had them they're hiding in these trunks and they suddenly come out of nowhere. And we even had this snowy white owl and came and sat on me. Oh. It was heaven. Oh, Sal. Absolute heaven. <laughs> so this could be you too. <laughs> oh, yeah. But that's just one of the many things you can do on Kangaroo Island. There is so much you can do there, as we've discussed before. It's like our little mini Galapagos. And, you know, we had three days there and we were only on one end of the island, you know, down the southern lodge, which is now gone. But, um, yeah, so you could you could spend a week on Kangaroo Island 
literally, but obviously you might not have a week and you might want to do a Murray cruise. Now, they range anything from a three-day to a seven-day. You can do one that does the locks. You can do all sorts of interesting cruises. They have some special interest ones throughout the year for different events and so on. Then you've got all the wineries, of course, which are wonderful. Um, you go north again, a bit further north if you wanted to. We'll pee in a pound, Flinders Ranges, etc. And if you're going south, if you're coming out of Adelaide driving or even on a tour, you could do it. They do have day tours that do this. Call into Narracourt because it's got your oldest fossil remains other than in Queensland. What's the name of the place in Queensland? Riversley in Queensland. Riversley, thank you. But, um, yeah. but like I was fascinated. We went back a second day. We were so fascinated. And the second day we went into the wet cave that's still forming. But in the other dry caves, they have all these archaeological students there still doing the digs. And they've sort of made up the, the replicas of the animals as they would have been way back. How, God knows how many years ago. But like a kangaroo was nearly as tall as this studio. Oh, they're big. And I the wombat the, was huge too. Do you remember that, seeing the wombat? Yes, yes. Yeah. Megafauna. Me- megafauna, yeah. And I remember seeing the original drop there too, the skeleton of... Ha, ha, ha. No, But Narracourt, what I found fascinating about it, it was found almost by accident. Um, it was just there was a tiny little hole house. Someone got in there in the pitch black dark. God knows what would have been in there. I'd have been terrified. You know, and eventually that's how they found out. And, of course, that's how all the animals ended up in there. They kept falling through these little sinkholes and couldn't get out. So it's an amazing display of our megafauna. It really is something you could put on your bucket list. So there's plenty to do in and around Adelaide and South Australia as well as the top end. Two NURFM's Talking Travel, Sally Lucas. Oh, we've had a wonderful trip through the centre of Australia. <laughs> there are some hot deals on the horizon, though. Yeah, well, there's a summer sale on at the moment for the Northern Territory. Uh, Tourism Northern Territory is wanting to encourage people to go, so they've given some incentives, but you've got to spend a certain amount of time in the Northern Territory, which is fair enough. And depending on what the booking value is as to what savings you get. So it could be anything from $200 up to 1000 if you've spent 5000 So it's quite a good incentive. Um, and then there's various, obviously, things you have to abide by. You've got to make it within the campaign period from 1 October to 31 March and your travel must occur in that period as well. Uh, A minimum $1,000 must be spent, a minimum of 80 days booked in the Northern Territory. Um, How many days? 80%. 80%. Oh, 80% of the days, time. Yes, of your, of your time. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, exception would be on the GAN, though, and that way only 60% of days must be booked in the NT because you're actually travelling, you know, through it anyway. So it's, it's quite interesting. So I thought, yeah, that's a good time to go. And the summer is hot up there, as we all know, but and it is an incentive, but you could plan it maybe around March when it's towards the end of your, your wet. And as we've mentioned previously, you're going to see all that wonderful lushness and waterfalls, so yeah, that's worth considering anyway. Hmm. Um, we're talking overseas, Jane. I mean, we do know it will open again at some stage. And again, as we've mentioned previously, they've all got such flexible um, conditions at the moment so that you could transfer to, a, to another year. But these are cruises for 2021 and 2022. Um, with Cunard, they've got a, um, a sale or well, not a sale, a, an offer is the best word I'm putting it, available to the 30th of November, where you can book the price of an inside state 
bedroom, which is your minimum price, but you'll get an upgrade to a balcony mm. on a range of their uh, international cruises. Um, Club Med, all their lovely resorts around the world, they've got lots of them. Um, that's all inclusive. It's like a cruise on land, if you like, isn't it? Because mm. you're getting all your meals, you're getting everything included, your drinks with your meals, etc. Um, it's only if you're going outside the resort that you need, um, obviously, to pay for it yourself. So they've got up to 30% off a range of departures from April 2021. And again, free cancellation and all sorts of, you know, benefits as well. So keep that in mind as well. Um, Closer to home, we've got um, a couple of walking holidays. The New Zealand's Queen Charlotte track in Marlborough Sounds. That's a very pretty part of the world, isn't it? Lovely. Gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. So that's four days walking on the track there and you're staying in lodges, which have got wonderful beautiful sea views and you've got the lovely fresh mussels straight out of the, the ocean. Nothing like it when you have a mussel like that, is it? I, I mm. remember doing a cruise and, you know, we, they'd cook them on the boat and, oh my gosh. Can't get fr- fresher. <laughs> Absolutely fabulous. And if you have a luxury city stay at Wellington's QT Hotel and you've got a, uh, you can do a, um, a walking tour or an electric bike tour of Wellington included in this as well. And then that's a 10-day holiday all up and then you've got a nine-day one of Tasmania's Bay of Fires, Lake St. Clair and Hobart, another beautiful part of our mm. world, with Tasmania opening up fairly soon. So that's something you can consider. And also for next year, New Zealand looks like it probably will open up in the not-too-distant future. Um, again, this ends 31 October, but there's a stay-and-ski Queenstown. They're getting in early for next year, assuming they'll be open for the ski season. And that's 900 from 9.45 per person. And that gives free cancellation and you get a five-night ski package at the Queenstown Crown Plaza Hotel, including a four-day lift pass for Coronet Peak and the Remarkables. So, look, there are still a few things out there. We are hopefully all going to be travelling somewhere again soon. And we will talk more about it next Friday after the 1 o'clock news when we talk travel on 2NURFM. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.